Section 63 of Greece and Rome, read for LibriVox.org. Rome, Part 5, The Augustan Age, Historical Note. After the murder of Julius Caesar, the Romans were aroused by Antony's oration against the conspirators, and the murderers fled from Rome. Caesar's soldiers were eager to avenge his death, and chose Antony for their leader. Caesar's will had made his grandnephew Octavianus emperor, and the Senate stood by him. War followed, and Antony was defeated. Octavianus then asked Antony and also Lepidus to share the Roman world with him. To make themselves safe, they killed all who were likely to oppose them, the great orator Cicero among the number. They overcame the conspirators at Philippi. Next, Lepidus was dropped from the triumvirate. It was decided that Antony should rule the east and Octavianus the west, but Antony was overcome by the charms of Cleopatra and, according to report, aimed at establishing a kingdom of his own and then trying to conquer Rome. Octavianus, or Augustus the Revered, as he was afterwards called, defeated him in a naval battle off the coast of Actium. Antony committed suicide, and the Roman world was now in the hands of one man, the shrewd young Octavianus. Augustus wisely made no attempt to increase the broad territories of Rome, but urged his people to strengthen what they already had. He was interested in art and architecture and literature. He added so many fine buildings to Rome that he said with justice, I found Rome a city of brick. I left it a city of marble. It was the custom of the land to throw open the gates of the temple of Janus in war, and with only two exceptions they had been open during the whole history of the city. During the reign of Augustus, however, they were closed three times. It was during one of these periods of peace that Christ was born in the little faraway province of Judea. End of section 63 This recording is in the public domain.